What's up, everybody? This is uh, Brother B. Thank you for joining us uh, for another podcast. Tell the world we're going to discuss a very um, exciting trip that my son took that most of y'all know about. Uh, And if not, um, we'll be sharing a little bit today. But I'm glad that, of course, Nathaniel is back from Africa after going on a mission trip with... um, a church here in San Antonio, Mission City Church, and the pastor there is uh, Donnie Anthony, and so we appreciate that. But we're going to get into it right away to some of the pictures and some of the images of this trip. So I'm going to actually uh, turn it over to Dan and um, let him share a little bit about what God did over there on this trip and some of the pictures as well. Yeah, so I was able to go to Africa. I was able to go to Zambia, and I went to the capital, which is Lusaka. So I went to Lusaka, Zambia, um, with a team of 15 um, on a mission trip with Mission City Church, like my dad said. Um, And so basically we went over there for about 10 days. Um, The whole trip was 14 days, but we traveled for those other four days, and so we were on the on the ground 10 days and um so for five of those days monday through friday um we kind of had two goals where we were first um or i guess three goals we were helping start a church and then in the mornings we would do evangelism um we'd walk through villages and we would tell people about jesus and then in the afternoon um like early afternoon we would go to these two schools and do kind of a vacation bible school type thing uh we would we would get to um, get to tell them a Bible story and then do kind of some games with them. And so, like I said, in those mornings, we did that evangelism. So basically what we did is we, we broke up into teams of three and we had translators with um, each each team. And we kind of just walked through their, their village. We were walking through, um, I guess, the little subdivisions of the city are called compounds. So we were walking through the Lusaka West compound. And um, everyone we would see, uh, we would ask them if we could tell them a story and ask them a question. And uh, we would tell them this, this story. And what we would do is we had a stick and it was a lot of dirt. So we would draw pictures uh, in the dirt as we're telling the story. And so um, I'll kind of go over the story real quick. And the story was a, it was a story of two kingdoms. So in the beginning, there was one kingdom. It was the kingdom of light. And we would draw a circle and... Um, We'd put an L on the top of that circle for the kingdom of light. And in that kingdom, there was one true ruler. That true ruler was God. Um, then we'd write a little G, um, capital G, in, in that circle because God was the ruler. And we kind of do that that drawing throughout the whole thing. But to con- continue with the story, God had many, uh, very many angels that worshipped him and served him, um, praised him every single day. And in this kingdom, you know, there was joy and happiness and and goodness and everything you know that comes from God and one day one of those angels decided that he wanted to um, rebel against God he wanted to be like God be better than God he wanted to rule over God and because of this um, God because God was the one true ruler he banished that angel out of the kingdom of light and so that angel's name in Africa they say Satan and so um, I would tell them that angel's name was Satan and now we have two kingdoms and I draw another circle, and now there's a kingdom of darkness, and Satan rules that kingdom. Um, 
And then I would go on to tell them, in this kingdom, there's, there's hatred and anger and jealousy um, and all the sins. And this is where Satan, he ruled. And so God created this entire earth. Everything that you see, um, everything that the eye can see, everything that the eye can't see, God created. And, and God created the first, God created the first um, man and woman. And again, in, in Zambia, they say Adam and Eva. And so God created Adam and Eva, and he put them into the Garden of Eden. And, um, and Satan saw all this, Satan, he saw all this, and it made him angry because he hated God. He wanted to mess up God's plans, do whatever he could to, to make things just worse. And so Satan, he went into the Garden of Eden, and he tempted Adam and Eva. And because of this, they also rebelled against God. They sinned against God. And since God can't be in the presence of sin, they were also cast out into the kingdom of darkness. And so ever since Adam and Eva, every single human has been born into this kingdom of darkness, separate from God. And, and so God saw this. He saw that we were separated from God, from Him, and it made His heart very sad. And so, again, this is all the story that we were kind of telling them. And, and so God was very sad, so He had a plan. So He sent His Son Jesus from heaven to earth. Um, he was born of a virgin, which means he didn't have an earthly father. And so he wasn't born in the kingdom of darkness. He was, he was born in the kingdom of light, God as his father. And so Jesus, he lived a perfect life. He never sinned. He never stole. He never hated. He never had jealousy in his heart. And so he lived a perfect life. And at the end of his life, um, he was crucified. He, he died on the cross. And why did he die on the cross? He died on the cross for our sins. By him dying on the cross, he gave us, um, he offers us, us these two gifts. The gift of eternal life and the gift of forgiveness of our sins. So the only way to get to the kingdom of light is by putting all of your trust in Jesus' death on the cross, which is the gift of, of eternal life in the kingdom of light. And also the forgiveness of our sins because God can't be in the presence of sin. Jesus also forgave our sins. He took the punishment for our sins. We deserve to be there on the cross. But Jesus took that punishment because he was the perfect sacrifice. And so this was basically the story that we told them. Like I said, we had translators, so I would stop in between every sentence and um, they would translate. And most of the people there, they knew English, but um, we wanted them to kind of hear the story in their heart language so that they, they totally understood. And so um, we would walk around telling people these, this story. Um, throughout that morning and we actually had 250 plus people pray to accept Christ which is a blessing um, way more than anything I you know could have imagined obviously God um, can't put God in the box or anything like that but but that was a blessing and then we also went um, to these schools and um, we actually had to walk to these schools because the roads were so bad that we couldn't take our, our bus or our van um, so we walked to the schools and um, like I said, we had those translators that were working with us, and I got to meet them. I got to know them pretty well. A lot of them were my age, maybe a little older, um, in their early 20s, mid-20s. And um, it was just awesome spending time with them. Something that was crazy is that um, no matter what we were doing or where we were going, they were always singing. So if we were walking from um, the compound that I mentioned to the next school, they were singing, <laughs> singing praises. Or if we were in the bus going back home, they were singing um, singing in English, singing in their language, and another language they they knew, you know, it was just beautiful. Um, but we, we got to those schools, and we were able to do the Bible story every day. Someone, 
did a Bible story, and then we played games with them, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we took the parachutes. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen those, and threw the ball on them, and they kind of shook them up and down and had a lot of fun, and we played games with the soccer ball, and with the literal ones, they colored, and we played follow the leader, and Simon Says, all those things. Um, and I got to do that with the kids, which was great. And so, yeah, those two schools that we went to, one was, was Lily of the Valley School. That was a smaller one, probably about 80 kids that we helped out. And then that second school was called a Stepping Stone Academy, over 100 kids there. Um, so, that, like I said, that was a blessing, great time. I got to do a Bible story for them. And like I said, I got, got to definitely play a lot of games with them. But um, the crazy thing about these people, um, whether it was those kids that we were helping out at the at the school or the people we talked to while um, walking through the villages, um, all of them were so open. They were all willing to listen. Um, whatever they were doing, they would, they would kind of drop. If they were, they were washing clothes and we, we approached them, they would stop washing their clothes. They would bring chairs from inside their house and set them outside so that we could sit down and they weren't willing to listen to our story. Whether at the end of... Um, by the end of us telling the story, whether they prayed to accept Christ, whether they didn't pray to accept Christ, um, no matter what, they, they were really thinking about what we were saying. And um, I think the difference in these people was that they live on a, a needs basis. So, so the average life expectancy there in Zambia is about 45, uh, 45 to 48, I believe. And um, so for this, for the for them, death was something that was common. Whether it was, you know, last month a family member dying or a few weeks ago they had a friend or um, or someone they knew pass away. Um, this was something that was right there in front of their faces. So when they're offered the opportunity to have something like eternal life, this is something that they see as a need. The same thing goes with their everyday life. Um, they're thinking about how they're going to feed their family, put food in front of their kids, in front of their wife or their husband for that next day. They're thinking about what they need to do to make enough money to pay any bills, to get whatever they need done. That's what they're, they're only doing what they need to do. They're not um, being distracted by a, a want or a desire or, oh man, I want to do this right now or I don't want to do that. That's not what they're thinking about. They're thinking about needs and, and when um, that is their basis for for the way they live, whatever they need is what they're gonna do. Um, when they're presented with the story of Jesus, they everyone knows that they're broken. I know I'm broken. You can ask anyone. This world is broken, and they realize that, and they they realize that they need to be fixed. And when Jesus is presented to them, they see it as a need, and they take it and run with it. We had um, a story of this young man. Um, he prayed to accept Christ. One of our groups led him to um, in that prayer. And so that group left left his house and were walking down the street. And probably 15 minutes later, that young man brought, I believe it was like 15 or 16 of his neighbors all around. I imagine everyone he saw and he, and he brought them to um, one of the groups that we brought, one of the some of our team members. And he told them, you need to hear this story. He told his neighbors, you need to hear this story of Jesus. And, and um, of course, our team shared the story and many people were brought to Christ. And then there's more stories of these kids that we were um, helping out at the at the school that we were doing the Bible stories with. These kids were going home. Um, there was this one one kid, he, he went home and he told his grandma and he helped his grandma pray to accept Christ. And then his grandma went and he told those, those kids, his parents, 
of the same story of Jesus and they accepted Christ and then the parents went back to the school and they thanked the school for whatever whatever we were doing. They said, I have no idea um, what you are doing, but but thank you guys so much for um, sharing this story with us. And that's that's how these people live. They're, they're going to take what they have and run with it. They took God, Jesus, and what was more amazing than anything me or any of our team members did is what how these people these people in Zambia reacted to it, how, what they did with it. Um, and so again, it was just a blessing of a, of two weeks. I got to meet a lot of those people there in Zambia, um, got close with them, got close with um, the team that I went with, that team of 15 that I said, got to know a lot of great people. And um, God, God worked. It was um, by no means anything that we did. We um, Definitely, yeah, I guess you could say we went to, to Africa, um, but God did all the real work. He did the work in people's hearts. He did the work in our hearts. Um, and again, something I learned is don't ever put God in a box or under, underestimate what he can do because he can take what you think is, is good and he can make it great. Um, and so I, I was just blessed by, by this trip. Thank you. Anyone who prayed. Um, anyone who even asks, anyone who listens to this, just thank you. Um, and I encourage you to to go out and do the same, um, to go out and tell someone about God, whether it's someone in Africa and someone someone right here in, in San Antonio or wherever you live. Like, uh, there's no difference. It's all it's all the same. All just as important. All the the work of God. God doesn't favor um, one country over another. Favor one type of work over another. If you're you're being obedient and doing the will of God. Um, you know, there's always something to be done there. Um, and so, again, yeah, thank you. That That's my story. Went to Africa, and God did some cool stuff. Let's tell Jesus that truly you've done it. Amen. Go for it, Say, go say.